This is Ria. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. So there I was, in the middle of the pajama store, trying and failing to find the perfect eucalyptus print pajamas. When it hit me like a pile of bananas on a windy afternoon, an idea for a story dropped into my mind that was so urgent, so necessary, that I literally fled the store. I did not walk. I did not jog. I ran home. I must have been quite the spectacle because all 27 pajama store employees, some of whom were busy sewing pockets onto bedtime socks, stopped what they were doing and watched me go. When I reached home, I was so exhausted I could have fallen asleep right then and there. Instead, I sat down on my hard metal stool and I wrote this story. A story that simply had to be told. A story that couldn't not exist. A story called Little Hedgehog Gets a Pet. Take it away, Jasper. Remember, there are no pictures. You have to imagine the pictures in your mind. You can imagine the pictures however you want. Okay, here we go. Mr. Hedgehog was in a generous mood. It didn't happen all the time that he felt the urge to do something out of the ordinary for his tiny prickly daughter. After all, she was constantly asking for ridiculous things from which he almost always had to steer her away. Dad, could I get a jetpack so I can fly above the tree line and sample the clouds? I'm thinking they taste like cotton candy. Dad, I was thinking maybe you could build a fire pit in my room so Bibi and I can roast root vegetable marshmallows. Oh, hi, Dad. Could we install a pond in our burrow? Indoor ponds are very in these days, and that way we could go to sleep to the sound of frogs. Little Hedgehog barraged him with so many strange requests that he barely had any time to consider what he might want to do for her. But over the last few weeks, he'd noticed she seemed a bit more mature. She'd grown more independent, too, working on jobs around the burrow without being asked. Hi, Dad. I cleaned out my hat closet. My school is running a hat drive. They're collecting them for hatless octopuses. I'm giving away 12 hats. Okay. Oh, Dad! Beatty and I dusted all the clocks in the burrow using feather dusters we made with the help of passing wild turkeys. Thanks. Dad, Beebe and I organized all of your bookshelves. Huh? What? Now they're color-coordinated. <laughs> they look so pretty. I had those in chronological order by publication date. Hmm. Despite a few hiccups, Little Hedgehog was showing herself to be rather responsible. And one evening, as Mr. Hedgehog sipped his tea, reflecting on his daughter's growth, a memory came to him from long ago. Son, we've noticed how responsible you've been lately, and we think you're ready for a very big responsibility. Mr. Hedgehog's dad placed a box on the table and opened it. Wow! This is mine? She sure is. You'll have to take very good care of her now. She needs lots of insects to eat. 
Yay! No one else was around to say yay. Tula was Mr. Hedgehog's very first pet. She was his constant, if sometimes dull, companion. She mostly stayed inside her tank, but from afar she seemed rather sweet for a... Tarantula. Little Hedgehog's and Bibi's eyes went wide. They'd quietly entered the kitchen because they'd heard Mr. Hedgehog muttering to himself with a dreamy look on his face. Now he had whispered the word tarantula and they became concerned that perhaps he was not feeling well. Um, Dad? Mr. Hedgehog? Huh? Oh, (laughs) I I was just lost in a memory. Mr. Hedgehog, you said the word tarantula. Dad, did you see a tarantula in our burrow? No, no. I was just thinking about my first pet. The two tiny hedgehogs' eyes grew wider than ever. Dad, you had a tarantula for a pet? Her name was Tula. Little Hedgehog and Bibi exchanged a look. Anyway, I was thinking, well, you've been so responsible lately. So I was thinking we could get you a... Oh, Dad, that's so thoughtful of you. (laughs) But I couldn't possibly accept. Dad blinked. I I thought you'd be excited. Mr. Hedgehog, I believe Little Hedgehog is trying to convey that she does not wish to have a pet tarantula. The idea is unsettling. I see. Little Hedgehog, Tula was my pet, and she was wonderful. But no, I want to get you a pet that's good for you. You want to get me a pet? Yes. Mr. Hedgehog, you are going to allow Little Hedgehog to have a pet to cherish and care for? That's the idea. Little Hedgehog was speechless. For a moment. Yay! Yay! That very night, Mr. Hedgehog, Little Hedgehog, and her best friend of all time, Bibi, scampered to the forest pet shop. Let me know if I can help you with anything. We get new ones in every day. Just yesterday, I got a worm that recites poetry. So if that's your thing, he's over there. The elder possum who ran the pet shop pointed a paw to a tank with a tiny sign that read, Worm Poet. Little Hedgehog and Bibi giggled. Thank you very much. We'll take a look around, Mr. Hedgehog said. The pet shop was located in a large, well-lit cave. There were rows and rows of shelves along the cave walls, holding various tanks, cages, and enclosures. In the center of the cave, there was a fenced area where large beetles skittered around. What about a beetle? They make nice pets, Mr. Hedgehog said, watching the beetles climb about on little rock towers. I don't know, Dad. Maybe something a bit cuddlier. Beetles are not known for their affectionate tendencies. All right, well, why don't you two take a look around? I'll just, I'll just take a look over here. Little Hedgehog and Bibi watched as Mr. Hedgehog 
headed towards the lone tarantula. They exchanged a look, but said nothing. Their first stop was a hermit crab's enclosure. Oh, look at him go, Phoebe! They watched as the crab scurried up a slender branch. This crab is quite agile. It could be interesting to observe over a long period of time. Phoebe? Yes? What's that smell? I believe that is the hermit crab. Hmm. They moved on. Of course, they had to at least visit the worm poet. Hello! Greetings. The worm straightened itself. Drip, drip, drops falling, puddles splashing, clouds bursting, sunlight wavering. Drip. 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 Little Hedgehog and BB were silent for a moment, smiling prickle to prickle. It became clear the worm had finished. That was, um, that was interesting. Very expressive. They moved on to a nearby tank. BB, do you see the creature in here? I do not. Maybe this tank is empty. Not empty, not empty at all, the elder possum said, seeming to appear out of nowhere. She pointed to the little plaque attached to the tank. World's most affectionate flea, B.B. read. Hmm. You must use the magnifying glass, my dears. The pet shop owner held out the magnifying glass that sat next to the tank. Little Hedgehog and BB peered into it. There was, indeed, a flea, and it was affectionately hugging a tiny teddy bear. Well, that's something you don't see every day. So curious, BB. Would you like to take this flea home? It loves hugs. In all my years, I've never come across such a warm-hearted flea. Little Hedgehog and BB exchanged a look. I'll think about it. They continued their tour of the pet shop. The cave held a veritable feast of animals. Ah, oh, well, there, there were many animals to choose from to keep as pets. There was a tiny pig that was still quite a bit larger than Little Hedgehog. Dad, look at this pig. BB and I could ride around in her. It would be so fun. Aw, she is cute, isn't she? Hey, how big is this little pig gonna get? A sweetheart she is. She'll top out at about a hundred pounds, the elder possum said, smiling broadly. Okay, that's not happening. There was a dragonfly who marketed himself as not just a pet, but as a messenger as well. I'm really good at delivering letters, postcards, and also singing telegrams for an extra fee. And there was a chameleon. Now this little guy is a mini-sized chameleon. He's already fully grown, the possum said, gently stroking the chameleon's head. As she did so, he began to change his green color to match her fur. 
the brownish-gray blossomed and spread until his whole body had turned. Wow! Whoa, that was really cool. The chameleon eyed Little Hedgehog with one eye as the other seemed to glance around the cave. Oh, Dad, isn't he wonderful? He is. I like him. The pet shop owner told them all about the chameleon. Well, this little guy needs a big, comfortable cage with nice leafy foliage and lots of branches for him to climb on. Okay. Sounds doable. He needs a lamp, of course, to get enough light. Oh, okay. Got it. He also needs a hiding spot. Chameleons love to hide. I love hide-and-seek, too. We have so much in common. Oh, and he needs to eat bugs. I am very adept at collecting bugs. Dad, what do you think? Can we get him? Mr. Hedgehog thought for a moment. He had held on to a small hope that perhaps his tiny daughter would reconsider her aversion to tarantulas, but that did not seem likely. Okay, let's do it. Yay! 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 Little Hedgehog and Bibi blinked. Did someone else say yay? I believe so. Let's try it again. Yay! 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 Little Hedgehog, I believe the chameleon just said yay. The elder possum smiled. Oh yes, chameleons often have just one word. This little guy's word is yay. Little Hedgehog and Bibi clapped their teensy paws together, and their eyes sparkled with delight. Back at the burrow, Little Hedgehog and Bibi set up the chameleon's home. Just as the pet shop owner had advised, they put a large cage in the corner of Little Hedgehog's bedroom. They filled it with leafy green plants and plenty of branches for the chameleon to laze upon. They made sure he had a good hiding place behind the leaves. Mr. Hedgehog set up a lamp to provide plenty of heat and light. Little Hedgehog gently lifted her new pet and eased him onto a branch inside his new enclosure. He blinked at her with one big eye. They watched as the chameleon's color changed to green as he climbed through the plants. Soon he curled up and fell asleep. Oh, Bibi, he looks so happy. Indeed. Yes, sirree. Little Hedgehog and Bibi glanced in the direction of the tiny, agreeable voice. It had come from a moth perched on the wall. Oh, hello. Greetings. Good day to you, the moth said. What a delightful creature you've placed in your room. We certainly think so. He is Little Hedgehog's new pet. She had quietly been desiring a pet for many months. It's true. I had been silently yet intensely hoping for a pet. Congratulations. Thank you. A thoughtful look crossed the moth's face. What does your pet do? Mostly perch. He will do a lot of lounging. 
I enjoy that as well. Does he play sports? Hmm. Not that we know of. The moth nodded and smiled. And what does he eat? Little Hedgehog and Bibi exchanged a look. Well, actually... We will need to catch him some insects to eat. The moth frowned. Insects? Like ants? Um... The moth flew away. Little Hedgehog and Bibi shrugged. His cage looks great, Mr. Hedgehog said, appearing in the doorway. Good job, you two. Thanks, Dad. We put forth our best effort to approximate the chameleon's natural habitat, Mr. Hedgehog. We just love him, Dad. We are permanently devoted to him, Mr. Hedgehog. We... Wait a second. Baby, are you thinking what I'm thinking? That perhaps we should have caught that delightful moth for your new chameleon even though it would have been incredibly awkward to do so after exchanging pleasantries. No. That according to my mom, my family has a history of allergies to certain species of lizards, such as my great-uncle Habernathy, who had a crippling allergy to bearded dragons, and my fourth cousin Swinson, whose prickles begin to fall out if he comes within seven feet of a blue-tongued skink, but that thankfully no one in the family tree seems to suffer from allergies to chameleons, and hopefully I will continue that fortunate trend. Fascinating, BB. But no... That because your chameleon is diurnal and sleeps at night, we will need to periodically wake up during the hours when the sun is at its highest point in the sky in order to spend quality time with him. The chameleon, perched on a sturdy branch at the top of his enclosure, snored peacefully. That's a good point, BB. But that's not what I was thinking. I have failed in my efforts. Enlighten me. Bibi, we forgot to name my new pet. Unacceptable. We must name him immediately. Dad, observing this extended exchange, smiled. How about Sir Dashington Tops? What about Speckles? What about Vernon Von Montague? What about Mr. Cheese? What about the chameleon smiled in his sleep in the most charming way. He's such a sweet little guy, Dad murmured. Little Hedgehog and BB gasped. <gasps> Dad, that's it! What, what? What is it? Mr. Hedgehog said, looking from his tiny daughter to her best friend, both of whom were smiling prickle to prickle. Little guy! Little guy suits him perfectly, Mr. Hedgehog. It was decided. Little Hedgehog and BB spent the rest of the night watching Little Guy sleep. At dawn, he woke up and blinked sweetly at them. He allowed them to hold him for a little while at a time. They set out a row of colored squares on the ground and had him walk across, changing his color with each step onto a new square. He smiled up at them. Eventually, Little Hedgehog and Bibi were too exhausted to go on. They carefully returned Little Guy to his cage, 
he scrambled up to the highest branch and lounged beneath his heat lamp. Little Hedgehog and Bibi fell asleep on the floor beside his cage. In the kitchen, Mr. Hedgehog sipped his tea and watched the forest grow bright in the morning sun, reminiscing about his dear Tula. All was as it should be. Oh, I have an email. Let's see here. Dear Rhea, your pajama store anecdote sounds completely made up. Firstly, why would you be searching for eucalyptus print pajamas when everyone knows that Monstera leaves are more in these days? Huh? Okay, also, why would a pajama store have more than three employees? It doesn't take that many people to sew pockets on socks. Thirdly, uh, I am not reading this. Look, my story about the pajama store might have had some minor embellishments, but it was largely somewhat close to what really happened. The important thing is, I did have the idea for this story drop into my mind out of nowhere. And I did have to write it down immediately so I wouldn't forget. The rest is details. I hope you loved it. And if you did, please share it with a friend. So many of my listeners heard about the podcast from another listener's recommendation. So pass it along. It really does make a big difference. Little Stories for Tiny People is written, performed, and produced by me, Rhea Pector. My in-house tech director, Peter Kay, runs my website and puts my stories on the internet for all of you to enjoy. Thank you to my Little Stories premium subscribers who are making it possible for me to continue sharing stories with children around the world. You can get more of the stories you love, an ad-free listening experience, and access to an exclusive bedtime podcast, Little Stories for Sleep, by visiting littlestoriespremium.com. Thank you to Jasper for the super important reminder message at the beginning. And thank you to the many premium subscribers who provided sound effects used in this story. Thank you to Ellie, Isaac, Aiden, Jenny, Lloyd, Emery, Nolan, Lenora, Maxwell, Zoe, Eliana, Arlo, Rainier, and Acadia. And thank you, as always, for listening in. 